Yo, today's QOD is money comes down to a choice. Here we go. Quote of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton at SeanCroxton.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset. We've got rich dad, poor dad himself, Robert Kiyosaki on the show today. He's going to talk about how the amount of money that you have, the wealth that you have, is really just a result of the ideas that you have about money. How your beliefs about money become a self-fulfilling financial prophecy. And also, he's going to encourage you to become more mindful of your money thoughts, to respect money instead of abusing it, and to truly understand that wealth is a choice. Robert Kiyosaki, he's coming up. First of all, how many people have, have had the chance to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Good. Okay, thank you. For those who haven't had a chance to read the book, uh, I'll give you a quick background on the story. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a true story, and it's based upon my two dads. My real dad was the head of education for the state of Hawaii, a very smart man. Um, he was the boss and things like that when I was in school. And my rich dad was my best friend's father. And my best friend's father was a man who didn't finish school. He dropped out of school at age 13, but ultimately became one of the richest men in the state of Hawaii. Self-made, did it on his own, and stuff like that. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a true story of what two fathers tell their two sons, my best friend and I, about the subject of money. And as the sub or the positioning statement of the book says, what the rich teach their kids about money that the poor middle class do not. And as we all know, for the most part, we learn very little to nothing about the subject of money in school. And uh, so what we learn about money oftentimes is handed down from parent to child. And those are the ideas that we have relative to the subject of money. So um, my rich dad was a man who, when you, he was my best friend's father, like I said, when you look at the white sand beaches of Waikiki and the hula girls and the palm trees, my rich dad was the guy that owned the land underneath the hotels. And my poor dad, I mean, I call him my poor dad, although he was a high-paid government official, and I do mean high-paid, he made a lot of money. In fact, he made much more money as far as a salary and paycheck goes than my rich dad. And so the story is really what the, my rich dad taught me as compared to my poor dad. And so what we're going to be going over today are some additional um, ideas and thoughts and information that may assist you in getting wealthier, easier, quicker. How many people would like to get wealthier, easier, and quicker? Good. Thank you. So in contrasting them, most of us have heard, like my poor dad, very middle-class man, I mean, smart man, but he had middle-class ideas when it came to money and values. And he always said, son, our house is an asset, and it's our largest investment. And my rich dad would say, here, I'm nine years old. I go, okay, I got it, dad. I got it, right? And then I would go over to my rich dad's house, and I would say, my dad just said, our house is an asset and our largest investment. And my rich dad would say, well, 
That's why your old man's not rich is because your house is not an asset. And if it's your largest investment, you're in really big trouble. And that's when the, you know, the contrast that started to hit me. And then my poor dad always said, do you think money grows on trees? And his favorite words were, and I say, dad, let's buy this. He goes, I can't afford it. And my rich dad said he forbade his son and I from ever saying the words, I can't afford it. He said, the moment you say you can't afford something, you know, it becomes true. So the power of the spoken word or your, your thought has the ability to become what you think is real in the world. So if you say, I can't afford something, that becomes your real world or reality. And what my rich dad said instead was instead of saying, I can't afford it, simply say, how can I afford it? Or in school, a lot of times, with, you know, I'd say, hey, dad, guess what? I'm going to be a millionaire. He goes, you can't do that. And my rich dad said, never say you can't do something. Ask yourself, how can I do it? And he said, and just in the switching of those words, if you say, how can I afford it? Your mind opens up to the possibility. And your mind then has to go to work. This is your single most powerful tool you have is the brain. But if you say, I can't afford it, then the thing goes to sleep and it sits there, goes dormant and doesn't have to do any more work. You're just, you're the one who's doing the work then. So those are some of the subtle you know, differences. My poor dad, the school teacher always, so the head of education always said to me, he says, son, go to school, get good grades, get a safe, secure job, high paying job and work hard. And my rich dad said, that's a good idea if you wanna work hard all your life, he says, but if you wanna get rich, you have to learn how to have money work hard for you so you don't have to work for it. And you also have to learn to buy companies. Don't be the guy applying for the job, be the guy that's handing out the job. But I wanna give you something I really share to say to people is that there was three main points that I think made a difference in my life. And point number one is that I realized very early on in life, money is a what? idea. It's whatever you think it is. Now, when people say, well, how can I get more money? I said, well, just first change the way you think, change your ideas. That, that's the good news. That's all you have to do. I realize when I talk to people about money, I'm slamming straight into their ideas. And you know, a lot of times with money, there's several subjects you don't talk about at the dinner table, sex, religion, politics, and money, and whatever. And the reason for that is it's a very volatile subject. Whereas in my family, my poor dad, the school teacher family, was I'm not interested in money. Money is not that important to me. I began to realize that was my poor dad's idea, it was his attitude. Whereas my rich dad always said to me, money is power. Money gives you power. Respect it, treat it respectfully. You know, so there's all these different ideas about the subject of money. The thing I hear people say is, I'll never be rich. And that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, you see. And that's why money, just as an idea, is so, so powerful. And when I talk to people, I oftentimes ask them, I said, what did your parents tell you about the subject of money? Because that becomes real. You know, if you were told, go to school and get a job. See, many of us may, may not be in the same profession we're following the same path. And most people did not come from families that were rich. 
In America, less than one out of 100 people at age 65 becomes rich. In the richest country in the world, one out of 100. Four reach become wealthy. I think 56% are dependent upon the government or a pension to take care of them. And they start going downhill. So what I had to do with what I'm going to talk to you about is I had to watch my ideas. I had to watch what I said. And I had to watch who was giving me the ideas. Okay. Because they're not the same. Like you, you go to one doctor and they say, you know, uh, eat a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet. You go to another doctor, they say, eat a high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet. Somewhere you got to make your choice. Number two, the thing that I learned by having two dads with a contrasting points of view, I realized this really early on. I realized that money doesn't make you what? Rich. Because my poor dad made more money than my rich dad. So I think one of the biggest mistakes we've been going into is a lot of times people actually think if I win the lottery, you know, then I'll be rich. Or if I go to Vegas or gamble or my luck changes, then I'll be rich. It has nothing to do with it. Money is a very powerful tool, as my rich dad used to say. If you use it well, it'll make you richer. If you abuse it, it'll make you poor. So one of the big things that my poor dad made the mistake of saying, he always thought that if he got a pay raise, that would solve his money problems. And the trouble is, every time he got a pay raise, he got bigger problems. So it made him poorer and poorer the more money he made. Does that make sense to you guys? That was a very big problem with him. And then the, um, the third thing I realized by having two dads and having two contrasting points of view was that there's two kinds of money problems. One problem is not enough money. The other problem is too much money. And they're both problems. And the thing that I say to people is this, that, you know, like I think most people think they're real special. I'm the only one with money problems. Well, the reality is everybody has money problems. Everybody. Every single person. Every company has money problems. Every country has money problems. Every government has money problems. Everybody has a money problem. What makes you rich or poor or middle class is how you challenge or handle the problem. And what most people do, since, you know, so most of us came from families where the problem was too much or too little. Too little. And that becomes our idea. We think money is scarce, hard to get, work hard for it. Very popular idiom going around today suggesting that the way you get rich is cut up your credit cards. Oh, Live below your means. Those are poor people's mentalities. Save, you know, go long term, buy mutual funds. And it's not a rich person's way of thinking. I love my credit cards. <laughs> they make me happy. <laughs> you know, you know I, I drive, he says, drive a cheap car. I don't look good in a cheap car. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> now, the point I'm making here, again, this poor, middle class, and rich. And very early on in my life, I really realized that being poor and struggling did not look good on my face. <laughs> I did not like it. But I grew up in a family that if you were rich, you know, the idea was that you were crooked, evil, not caring, inhuman, not generous, and all that stuff. So if I said I want to be rich, then I went against my family's values. You know, it was tough having that. Now, 
The other thing I saw was that by my rich dad managing his money well, doing becoming a business owner and an investor, that he got richer and richer and richer. Then he had a different kind of problem. His problem was too much money. And my rich dad said to me when I was about 18 or 19 years old, he said, son, there's two kinds of problems, not enough, too much. Which one do you want? And at that point, <laughs> does it make, you know, it's, and so I made an obvious choice. I said, I like the one with too much. You know, I, like, I want to have that problem. And it's a very big problem. So knowing these three different things, I could make different distinctions and different uh, choices in my life. The big point I want to make today is that money comes down to fundamentally a choice. That's all it is. And so as a young boy having two dads starting at age nine, I had to make a choice of which dad I was going to listen to. And it was a tough decision. Really, really, really hard because I love both men. Both men were big men. You know, if there was a role model that they filled, they were tall and they, they acted like John Wayne or Robert Mitchum, you know, not Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> they were big, strong, powerful, good, honest, hardworking men. I love them both. But their ideas were almost polarized, completely opposite. And that's why in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, in the book, I write that Robert Frost poem, I think The Road Less Taken or The Road Less Travel. I had to make a choice of which one I was going to listen to. Which one was I going to follow down the path? And I made that choice. And it was a hard decision because I had to go against my whole family's culture, beliefs, and they're all school teachers. You know, they, when I came back from Vietnam, they said, you know, cause I got my bachelor's degree. I got the bachelor's science degree. I said, now, son, you are going for your master's, aren't you? I said, I kind of doubt it. He said, but you won't get a good job. You, you know, you get, a, you get a better pay raise if you have a higher degree. I said, I'm not going to get a job. <laughs> and it's hard. You sit at the dinner table, there's no conversation, you know. <laughs> Well, are you gonna get your doctorates? I said, well, if I'm not gonna get my master's, I don't think I'm gonna get my doctorate. You know? <laughs> yeah, but you get a better pay raise. You know, they came from the government model that it was not what you did, it was how high, what your degree was that you got paid by. And that's their reality, it's not my reality. So I had to make a choice. And the thing I say to people is that in many ways, I'm more like my poor dad. You know, when I retired in 1994, sold my company and all this, I was set for life. You know, I realized that I'd been too much like my rich dad and that I wanted to run the second half of my life more like my poor dad, but I was going to teach people what my rich dad taught me. And that was a decision I made. But the thing is, it's a choice. And my propensity, my natural inclination, my genetic makeup, my mental makeup is more to be poor. I have to fight my natural inclination to go for job security, to play it safe, save money, invest for the long term, all that other rot my father believed in. The point I'm making here is this, every morning I get up, I still make the same choice. Every morning I get up, I make the choice. Do I make the choice to be poor, middle class, or rich? And we all have that choice. You know, what we have to, as individuals, make that choice. By the end of my talk today, you'll find out how easy it is to become exceedingly wealthy. But it's just a 
choice. That was Robert Kiyosaki wrapping up the week on a Finance Friday. His website is richdad.com. Unfortunately, today's talk is no longer available on the YouTube. Hey, calling all of you course creators and coaches and online experts. Sign up for my free three-day live event going down on Zoom next Tuesday through Thursday called the Entrepreneur's Mind Intensive. If you're getting in your own way, if your business is not growing the way that you want it to, if you're signing up for online courses and certifications, but nothing is happening in your business, it's not growing, it's not building, it's not scaling, get signed up for this right now because I'm going to show you how your business really begins with your brain and how you can rewire your brain so you can start taking more unconflicted, consistent action so you stop getting in your own way and stop sabotaging yourself so you can help the people who really need your help and you can start making the money that you really want to make so get signed up at seancroxton.com slash e-m-i that's the free entrepreneur's mind intensive going down next week hope to see you there i'm out have a great weekend peace 